you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. My mission is simple, to make you money. I'm here to level the playing field for all investors. There's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to help you find it. Mad Money starts now. Hey, I'm Kramer. Welcome to Mad Money. Welcome to Kramerica. Other people want to make friends. I'm just trying to make you some money. My job, not just to entertain, but to educate and teach you. So call me at 1-800-743-CBC or tweet me, Jim Kramer. The rotation out of the Magnificent Seven and into lots of other areas continued today. I say get used to it, because it could be with us for the whole month of December, given the tremendous excitement it's generating among new investors who want to buy the stocks of companies that sell things they like and make things they use. And that's how you get the longest weekly winning streak for the Dow Jones Industrial Irish in two years. Dow jumping 295 points just today, S&P gaining 0.59%, Nasdaq advancing 0.55%. That's right, the buyers are broadening out, and they seem to be focused on anything that hasn't had much of a year until this week. Down and out retailers, stocks hurt by the weight loss drugs like fast food companies, and makers of sugary snacks, even manufacturers, their stocks are all running. And you know what? I think it makes a lot of sense. We're in the most sensational of moments when the Federal Reserve is debating whether to stop its rate hikes. We get snippets from them every day. Today, Fed Chairman Jay Powell gave you that kind of mixed message that represents the current zeitgeist. There won't be any rate cuts anytime soon. But then again, there might be no more rate hikes either because inflation's been tamed. So what makes this such a special moment? Simple. We want the yield curve to do the talking, not the Fed. As long-term interest rates go down and they fell again today, it gives the Fed more leeway and cuts short rates. See, long rates are reacting to a slower economy and a weaker dollar. That's just fine. Honestly, I wouldn't want to hear Powell say that the Fed's willing to cut rates very soon because then people would instantly assume that something catastrophic was about to happen with the economy. Right now, we've got a Goldilocks situation going here, an economy not too hot, not too cold. So with long rates falling, the money will continue to flow into stocks, but not stocks that have already run up big. The new winners are stocks that can roar because the Fed will eventually cut rates. That's enough to motivate those on the sidelines who don't want to miss out on the action, but don't really want to buy stocks that have already read. Their mantra, let's go buy the downtrodden, the forgotten, and even, yes, the riskiest of equities, which I covered just last night. Many of those stocks soared today. With that in mind, let's go to our game plan for next week. Now, a long time ago when I worked as a full-time journalist, I learned to never bury the lead. This market is fueled not by earnings, but by interest rates. And next Friday, we get the great rate arbiter, the non-farm payroll reports. If unemployment finally goes to 4%, up from the threes, and we see no wage increases to speak of, then you can bet interest rates will keep falling. 
I know it sounds strange to talk about this crazy moment with two, two wars raging, a turbulent presidential election cycle just around the corner, and somehow halcyon, but it's a great time for the market. As long as there's some slack in the labor force and wages don't shoot up, you need to think positively about a great many stocks that seem untouchable a few months ago, like the ones that crushed it today and some that I'm about to go over right now. Of course, it, would, it wouldn't hurt to get some ambiguous economic numbers like we normal goods, right, on Monday? I think a negative reading actually propels the market higher. On Tuesday, we hear from the from Neo. Now, this is a Chinese electric vehicle maker that strikes fear into the hearts of all automakers, save Tesla, because Elon Musk obviously fears nothing, for better or worse. Their cheap cars could crush us if they are allowed to come into our country. It's worth watching. We also get results from Signet Jewelers. You know, that's the parent of Kay and uh, Jared. Now, I am a huge fan of CEO Ginnadrosos, and her stock hit a 52-week high today. Does Signet deserve it? We'll see. But close followers of the show know that I am a believer. I bet with Drosos all along. I'm not stopping now. Few stocks have willed themselves higher via buybacks than AutoZone, ACO, the auto parts retailer that shrunk its share count from 27.5 million to 17.7 million in just six years. That's how a company with decent earnings can take its stock from 600 to 2,600 over that same period. Look at that, will you? Nice. Next, right now, we're seeing the recovery of stocks crushed by the onslaught of those new weight loss drugs from Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk. One of the biggest losers, J.M. Smucker, which had the misfortune of buying a hostess maker of Twinkies right before the headlines made it sound like junk food is dead. Can they change the narrative? Well, we got to find out. Tuesday night brings us numbers from Toll Brothers, the high-end home builder that's one of my absolute favorite companies. It's one of the great conundrums of this moment. Housing remains incredibly strong despite mortgage rates more than doubling in a very short period of time. There just aren't enough homes being built, and mortgage rates are now headed down. Nirvana for toll. At the same time, we are from a company called MongoDB. It's a database software company with a stock that's been roaring in this recent rally. It's now up 121% for the year. Guess what? I bet it delivers another excellent quarter. Wednesday morning, okay, I'm rooting for Campbell's. Campbell's Soup to come up with a good number in part because it sure didn't last time. Now, I know people think I'm hard on the FTC, but back in August, Campbell's Soup announced it was buying Sovos Brands, its parent uh, company of the popular Rayo's pasta sauce, for $2.7 billion. Unbelievably, the FTC has held up this tiny deal, asking for more information, and something that should have closed pronto is now delayed to mid-2024. Perhaps the geniuses at Cigna and Humana who are thinking of merging should take note that the FTC won't even let a soup company merge with a pasta company, for heaven's sake. Sorry, the whole thing's insane. Now, we've seen lots of full-price retailers report good numbers. Think Macy's, Foot Locker. How about off-price? Is that now passe? There's nothing more off-bargain than off-price than Ollie's bargain outlets. Mine in Quakertown is killer. It can be a great barometer to see if buyers have moved on to full price. Now, after the close, there's Chewy, which was the bell of the pet bowl not that long ago, but it's been in the doghouse of late. I think the selling may be overdone, but I still prefer Amazon. Attention, memesters! You're idle. You're idle. Yes. Ryan Cohen, CEO of GameStop, will report numbers. And all we can hope is that he actually says something of substance. Now, though, if GameStop blows away the meager estimates, the laconic Cohen won't have to say anything. He can just tweet an ice cream cone emoji. Thursday's going to be stressful. 
Can dollar general break the anti-dollar store spell? Stock did rally two and three quarters percent today. Could be an arbitrary return. After the close, two winners report Broadcom, which just closed on its VMware acquisition, and Lululemon, which has become a serial beaten razor. Now, we own Broadcom for the Chapel Trust, and I have to wonder if CEO Hawk Tan announces some projections that could really get the stock moving. Resumption of the old buyback, that wouldn't hurt either. As for Lulu, so many traders are afraid to own this stock because it's been red hot for so long, up another 19 points today. But this is a market that's not deterred by excellent past performance. Finally, there's so many bears when it comes to the travel thesis. You know my long on money, short on time ditty. I think it's still in vogue in the post-post-COVID era. And when you see the numbers from Vail, I think you'll like them. Here's the bottom line. I know that my pal, buddy, friend, David Faber, has seemed incredulous of late when I talk about a broadening bull. But this was some week for the huddled masses of stocks longing to be free of the bears. I bet next week will be more of the same. Let's take calls. Let's go to Tom in the Illini. Tom. Hi there, Jim. I'm a third-generation holder. I'm a third-generation holder of original McDonald's stock. My grandparents lived in the Des Plaines, Illinois, town where Ray Kroc's first chain store started, and they began purchasing it when it went public in 1965. It's risen and done well since, and my plan has always been to hold it and reinvest the dividends. What's your overall take on McDonald's, and do you envision a split in the future at all? Don't know. They have an analyst meeting next week. Wouldn't it be great if they do a split? But companies these days don't want to do them. But you know what? I care about the earnings. And the earnings, I think, are terrific. You've got a good one. I say stay long. Perros in California. Perros. Hey, Jim. Happy Friday. How are you doing today? I, I'm doing well. How about you? Hey, pretty good. Excited about the, the game this weekend. Got my Niners going nervous, up against the nervous, Eagles. Nervous, 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 nervous. Can you believe this? Can you believe that the 49ers are favored by three points? They must know something. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, um, appreciate all you do. Wanted to get my, to my stock here. Um, this company, it's a car uh, service company. Uh, they do a lot of business. They have dealerships, and they also have um, a race team, uh, pretty well-known. Just wanted to get your opinion on um, why their operating margins are declining over the last six quarters. Um, is Penske Automotive Group, PAG, still a buy? Yes. Look, it's up like more than 30 percent. It's probably the best in that group. I looked at AutoZone. I mean, I looked at CarMax this week. I looked at, at uh, you know, AutoNation. They're not doing as well as these guys. I say own them. And don't, it's, not, it's not my cup of tea, but if you want to own one, that may be the one to own. Yes, let's go to Sunny. Also, everyone is from Illinois in this show tonight. Sunny in Illinois. Sunny. Let me call Illinois long, soon. <laughs> it's right. It's your longtime fan, Sunny from uh, Chicago, the cold and wet states, man. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. How about you? Good, good. Hey, happy Friday and happy holidays to you, my friend. And our team, the best team yes, in the world. Yes. Hey, longtime fan, investment club member. Thank uh, you. You promised me you're going to work on your new book, Part Two to Get Rich. I, 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 I'm wrecking every weekend. Are you kidding me? I wreck every single weekend. My wife loves it. <laughs> hey, listen, a big shout out to Nicole and the rest of your staff. They do a phenomenal N- job. Nicole's monster. And from Philly, too. Yeah, and hey, a shout out to my sons, Zachary and Jimmy. They are huge fans of your show, and they are learning from you to invest for their. Uh, future uh, next generation next generation watchers i love it let's make money together what do we got 
Let's make money. Hey, listen, so the energy sector's been taking a hit. As you know, oil's come down from that, you know, almost 100 down to $74 a barrel. I know there's a lot of companies in the sector like Devin and stuff that you're not a big fan of. No, I can't be. Right I now, like winners. You like you think uh, Coterra Energy is a winner? Jimmy? You bet, because I, it's I, I, natural gas, 50% natural gas, 50% oil. Uh, Jordan runs it. He knows what he's doing. Notice that stock never goes down. I love that. When things get better, it is going to fly. And I love your two kids for doing all the work and for singling for really, for, for mentioning our team. I love that. Okay, we saw the rally broaden out in a big way this week, thanks to the belief that the Fed might be done tightening. And as more money comes into the market, I expect this broadening bull rally to continue till next week, through next week, maybe until the end of the year. Oh man, tonight, we're continuing our series on stocks at work now that rates seemingly peaked by taking a look at the consumer staple sector, sharing which names I'm watching at the end of the year. Then even in the face of a strong market, you have to be able to handle whatever the market throws at you. So that's why we're going to play at my diversified. See if your portfolio needs a little touch up. And Jacob Solutions has become a complicated story, hasn't it? Mixed quarter, spin-off, non-core, critical missions business. I don't know. What do you make of it? Let's do the work. I'm going to talk to the CEO. So stay with Kramer. Don't miss a second of Mad Money. Follow at Jim Kramer on X. Have a question? Tweet Kramer. Hashtag Mad Mentions. Send Jim an email to madmoney at cnbc.com or give us a call at 1-800-743-CNBC. Miss something? Head to madmoney.cnbc.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash mad money. Just go to Indeed.com slash mad money right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash mad money. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All week, I've been telling you about the sectors that are safe to buy if long-term interest rates truly have peaked. The utilities, the pipeline plays, the real estate investment trusts. And tonight, I've got another group for you, and it is the consumer staples. It's been a bad year for the staples because, like the others, this sector is full of dividend stocks that go out of style when, when Treasury yields soar. And they spent most of the year soaring. Well, on average, the 38 staples in the S&P 500 are still down nearly 10% for the year. It's not just competition for the bond market. Many of the consumer staples are packaged food plays that got hit when people realized how groundbreaking these new weight loss drugs are. I'd argue that the move was excessive, especially because it dragged down all sorts of consumer packaged goods plays that have no food exposure whatsoever. Now, though, interest rates have plunged from their highs over a month ago, making dividend stocks more attractive. And many investors think we're headed for a nasty slowdown next year. Not me. Yes, I don't think it's true. But if you're worried about a recession and you want some staples because they're textbook slowdown plays. Plus, 
I have to admit, for the first time in a long time, these stocks are indeed cheap at these levels. Let me give you some ideas. Let's start with one that we own for the Chapel Trust. Let's start with Procter and Gamble. When the staples sold off this fall due to weight loss drug worries, Procter got hit too. Even though these uh, those drugs have no impact on Tide, detergent, Gillette, razors, do you eat Crest toothpaste? I've got to ask you. I don't. Since then, the stock has recovered, but it's still up less than 1% for the year. That seems crazy to me because Procter reported three straight quarters so far in 2023, and they're up on track to put up 9% earnings worth, and that's before the weak dollar. These guys raised prices substantially during the era of rampant inflation. Now their costs are probably coming down. They haven't cut prices yet. And one of the reasons why uh, that people felt that the guidance was bad was because the dollar had been strong. No more. Nirvana for earnings. While Procter only pays you 2.5% yield, this is a terrific blue chip name, been dragged down by the rest of the staples. And if Wall Street stops hating the staples, it'll be number one. It'll be the best. Along similar lines, I happen to like Kimberly Clark. Now, not, this, this is new for me. But you know them as Kleenex, Scott Toilet Paper, Huggies Diapers, and many other household brands. This one's more of a true dividend stock. It's got a bountiful 3.8% yield. So the stock had a rough time earlier this year when rates were rising. Business has always been good, though. When Kimberly Clark reported in late October, the numbers were excellent. Organic sales up 5% year over year, a massive 530 basis point increase in the gross margins. That translated into substantial earnings. Hey, look, even better, Kimberly Clark raised its full year forecast. They're now talking about 15 to 17% earnings growth this year. That's the best I've heard for these guys in a long time. That is huge for any consumer packaged goods company. Yet some of the stocks down nearly 9% for the year. I'm calling it quizzical. I think the dividend is more attractive with lower treasury yields, and they're paying it away for the moment when Wall Street realizes what it's been missing here. Third, the indiscriminate selling in the food and beverage stocks has created some amazing opportunities in best-of-breed players. Best-of-breed players like Kramer fave PepsiCo, which has been punished for its Frito-Lay snack business, which is expected to be hurt by these weight loss drugs that reduce the craving for junk food. But when PepsiCo reported its most recent quarter, it had 8.8% organic sales growth, and its earnings were up 16%. They're now talking about 13% earnings growth full year. This is PepsiCo. Most importantly, CEO Raymond LaGuardia said that while the company's aware of the threat from the GLP-1 drugs, so far the impact is, and I quote, negligible. In fact, the rising popularity of snacking is much more important at this point especially in the rest of the world. The quarter's done an amazing job. I would never bet against that man. PepsiCo's stock began a bottoming process after the quarter, and it's now about $13 off its lows. But you know what? It remains down nearly 7% for the year to date. And at these levels, it supports a 3% dividend, which, by the way, has always been the level that I have recommended to buy the stock. Three. I think this one's a good candidate for anyone looking to carefully wade back in the package food stocks. Fourth, let's talk some alcohol. This is a tricky area right now because these same weight loss drugs... They can reduce the cravings for booze. And I expect a trial soon showing that it cuts alcohol intake for heavy drinkers. Plus, it seems increasingly clear that Gen Z simply doesn't like to drink as much as uh, its predecessors. Maybe because pot's now legal in so many states. Less drinking may be great news for American society, but it's bad news for liquor companies. But that doesn't mean there are no potential winners here. You just need to tread carefully. Which brings me to Constellation Brands, STZ, another charitable trust name that you know from their big Mexican beer brands, the Corona, Modelo, and the Red Hot Pacifico. Although they also have a sizable wine and spirits business, which is not doing that well, and I wish they would sell. Constellation stock ran up from 208 in change in slows in January to an all-time high of 273 in early August. Then interest rates soared, and not long after we started hearing about these GLP-1 drugs. 
stock then plunged to the 220s by mid-October, even though these guys reported a beat and raised quarter. Unfortunately, they did it when Wall Street was still looking at the world towards a glass half-empty prism. Since then, though, the stock's rebounded hard off its lows, thanks in part to a very bullish investor day about a month ago. But even after this move, Constellation still trades at $242. That's up only 4% for the year. Ah, it should be up more. My view. This is more of a growth name than a yield name. It only yields 1.5%, but it got killed when rates were spiking. So it should be able to keep rebounding now that rates are coming down. Plus, just like PepsiCo, I think Constellation is a good pick within the broader food and beverage space. If you're looking for a space, uh, looking through something that was hurt by GOP1, anti-craving sell-off, this is it. Oh, by the way, Elliott Management, the activist hedge fund that I always tell you does excellent work, they're in there helping things out, can only do well for the stock. Finally, and this is a crazy one, I think Tyson Foods, TSN, one of the largest publicly traded meat companies can finally be bought again, like I told you last week. Remember, this call is not based on Tyson doing well. They ain't. Uh, with another bad earnings report earlier this month. Instead, the call is about the fact that Tyson stock rallied in the wake of that last bad quarter, meaning there's a good chance that all of the potential bad news is already baked in. Plus, let's say you really believe these GLP-1 drugs, uh, that they'll have a huge impact on the food industry. Get this. Tyson's really a buy. Because whenever doctors prescribe these things, they tell you you've got to eat lots and lots of protein. Tyson owns protein. That's what they make. Yet I don't see that reflected in Tyson's numbers at all. The analysts really start, should start picking up on this stuff. Here's the bottom line. The staples have been out of favor all year. But if you believe, as I do, that interest rates may have peaked and the GOP-1 weight loss drug concerns are overblown, then this group's chock full of attractive stocks at good prices. And I've just given you five I like going forward. Oh, and don't forget, but potential winners in the utilities, pipelines, and REITs that I highlighted earlier this, this week. These will continue to work as long as rates keep going lower. And I expect that to be the case for weeks to come. Fair Money is back after the break. Coming up. Kramer invites you to The Game of Games. A special edition of Am I Diversified is next. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. We've seen the market rally continue this week, even broaden out a bit to include more names outside of tech and the Magnificent Seven. Now, I want to make sure you're prepared for any rotation the market brings us, and that's why we play MI Diversified. This is where you call me, you tell me your top five holdings. I tell you if your portfolio is diversified up, maybe you need to mix it up a little. Let's start with Matthew in Georgia. Matthew, you're our first caller. What do you got for me? Hey, good evening, Jim. My five stocks to see if I'm diversified are right. Airbnb, Uber, Axon Enterprises, Palantir, and even though it's lagged the rest of my group, I still got Clear Secure, ticker YOU, to round out the bunch. Well, let's go to work, Matthew. All right, Airbnb, we know that is hospitality. Terrific. All right, this is uh, Uber's travel. Uh, Palantir, we got, let's call it cybersecurity. Clear, uh, that's a tough one because it's like airport security, we'll call that. And then Axon, well, we know we like Axon. We, it's the, uh, a platform for, for police. How about we say it like that? 
So, um, also known as Taser. We've got government work and government work. We've got travel and travel, and we have security government work. So we've got a real problem here. Now, I want to keep Airbnb in really nice group today. It's up eight points. Uh, I like Uber very much. I can justify those two. Uh, I don't think I can justify these two together. I happen to think that Axon is better than Palantir. I'd like to see a healthcare there. I think maybe a UNH. Uh, I would have said Humana, but I don't like the Cigna talk. We own it for the club. And then Clear, I know it's sentimental for you. There's no room for sentiment in this game. None whatsoever. And that's why you're going to buy Caterpillar, which is about to go to 300. All right. Sorry, but discipline. Robert in Illinois. Robert. Hey, Jim. This is Robert in Illinois. Excellent. Uh, I have AutoZone. Birch RB, Booking Holdings, NVIDIA, and NVR. Oh, man, I got some work to do here. All right, orders are reports next week. I think they're going to announce they're going to continue to buy back stock. I absolutely love the situation. Stock's only about 7% this year. I think it can go higher. Berkshire Hathaway, well, we know that's Warren Buffett. We never, ever get in trouble owning Berkshire, uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Booking Holdings, the, the numbers have held up. What can I say? Better than Expedia. Uh, NBR, a not-too-great home builder. I prefer Toll Brothers, which reports this week. Doug Gilley's going to do a great job. And NVIDIA, own it, don't trade it. Semi, housing, travel, conglomerate, do-it-yourself auto. I say if I had buttons in here, it would be hallelujah. All right, who's next? Oh, it turns out to be Don, also from Illinois. Don. Hi, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. This is no problem. Don, Illinois. All right. And I, oh, yeah. I'd like to wish you and your staff happy holidays. My Jim. staff is killer. They're just killer. They're going to the Eagles game this week. I'm taking them all. Jim, here are my top five okay. holdings. LLY, Eli oh, yes. Lilly, MSFT, Microsoft, PG, Procter & Gamble, AAPL, Apple, and DE, Deer. Jim, I diversified. All right, all right, all right. Sometimes there's no accounting fernies. Now, Procter and Gamble, yes, dividend or scrap. Apple, own it, don't trade it. Microsoft, breakout year. Eli Lilly, GLP1. And then John Deere, not a great quarter, but that's okay. Farm equipment, tech, drug, consumer product, tech and tech. Can we handle it? I'm going to bless it because they're the two best other than NVIDIA. That's right. I'm making exceptions today because naughty and nice. Nice. Now let's go to Roland in Louisiana. Roland. Jim, what's going on, man? How you doing? I don't know, man. I'm losing my voice as usual. It's, I haven't lost it in the last couple of weeks. So if anyone can find it down there in Louisiana, let me know. Let me tell you, being a Saints fan, I'm stressed out, man. It's tough. Nah. It's tough. Well, let me just tell you, man, I'm, first and foremost, I really appreciate it. Everything you mentioned years back about NVIDIA. NVIDIA was a home run. Thank awesome. you, man. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We got that one right, didn't we? That sucker? Yeah, Thank that you. was a home run. I just want to see if I diversified. So okay. I have uh, TSM. I have Lucid. I have uh, ABOS. I have RCUS. And then, obviously, I have NVIDIA. So I just want to get your opinion on my diversification and that my, my portfolio. All right. Um Wow. Okay. See, I'm worried here because the, these guys make the chips for these guys. Not enough diversification. For my t- DuPont, terrific name. Absolutely great. And by the way, they have this great business that's connected with semiconductors that I think is going to turn big. 
Uh, Lucid, eh, I, I would actually, um, I, I'm a little, I, I prefer Tesla. I prefer Tesla. I think that's fair to say. Uh, very high risk arcus, but we have room for high risk. Uh, and so what we have to do, we have to, I'm going to recommend Caterpillar. I don't think there's any overlap between Caterpillar and I would feel much better because we have EV, we have diversified uh, conglomerate, chemical, bioscience, okay, uh, semi and semi. So yeah, we move, we take TSMC out, we put in CAT. I would feel, I would sleep at night. Let's go to Joey in California. Joey. Booyah, Jimmy Chill. Booyah. Hey, Dem, I'm a 31-year-old commercial pilot and a club member, and I'm wondering if I am diversified enough. Okay. Uh, my stocks are Wynn, Costco, Boeing, Trico Bank Shares, and Salesforce. Well, hey, Salesforce is going back and forth with Mark Benioff. I mean, hey, we be king. All right. So win, yes, Capital Trust name not doing that well, but that's because one of the two casinos in Macau is not doing that well. Salesforce, breakout year. This is Dow Jones best. Costco, what can I say? Uh, maybe the greatest retailer in the history of the Western world. Uh, Trico Bank Shares, it's a bank. And Boeing, yes, there's uh, only two of them. There's Boeing and Airbus. How can you go wrong? So we got aerospace, we got travel and leisure, we have retail, we have tech, and we have Trico, all right? And that's good enough. All right, Mad Money's back here tonight. Coming up, a spinoff is in the works. Can ticker symbol J deliver service with a smile to home gamers? Kramer's got the CEO when Mad Money returns. Every year ago, I started recommending Jacob Solutions. That's an engineering construction firm that should be a big winner from all the federal infrastructure spending that's heading our way. But last week, something happened that kind of derailed the stock. See, Jacobs reported what people thought was a mixed quarter. 12 cent earnings miss off a $2.02 basis. And their forecast for next year came in a tad light, which sent the stock down 8% a single session. At the same time, though, the company announced its plan to spin off its non-core critical mission solutions, CMS division, and its cyber and intelligence services division, merging them with a privately held engineering firm called Amentum. Uh, and it's called, it's through this thing called Reverse Morris Trust, which is hard. When the deal's done, Jacobs gets $1 billion in cash. Jacobs Solution will retain a majority stake in the combined company. More important, the remaining business will be a higher margin enterprise, more focused on actual infrastructure. Now, this was also the reason for Jacobs' disappointing guidance, because the transaction comes with extra costs. Given the recent pullback, I think it's worth taking a closer look at this admittedly complicated story. So let's bring in Bob Brigada, who will explain this. He's the CEO of Jacobs Solution. He had a better read on the situation. Mr. Brigada, welcome back to Man Money. Jim, thanks for having me. All right. I have to admit, this was a tough one to explain. But when it is explained, it's actually a very clean two situations that right now I think one of them may be getting for free. I don't think that that's a wrong way of looking at it, Jim. It, okay. it is, uh, it's, a, it's a great transaction. And when we talk about how great the transaction is, we like to start with our clients. How is the industry going to benefit from this merge, uh, this merge company? And the industry is going to gain from a at scale, pure play government services right. provider that doesn't have equipment. So it's technology agnostic and can really fine tune its offering to the largest federal agencies right. in the world. 
And so it's going to be great for the clients. The employees are going to have a lot more diversified opportunities. And, uh, and our shareholders uh, are going to benefit from 63% ownership in a company that's going to be at the top of the list. But one of the problems I had is I couldn't figure out when you say shareholders, are you going to dividend some to the people? Is it going to be split off or is it just embedded? Because it sounds like you are going to, the shareholders might get a piece of this. They will. So it'll be embedded in our overall. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. It'll, it'll be split out. Right. But the net benefit for the shareholders will be both stocks. Okay. Now, let's talk about the one that I like. But I'm learning about the other one. I'm not saying good. Yep. Number one in infrastructure. Number one overall. Number, top 500 design firm. Top 100 pure designers. I love water. This thing sounds like a lead pipe synergy. It, it is. It is. So. Water right now is our fastest growing in market sector, and, it's, uh, and, and we're getting more than our share. You know, traditionally, that industry grows in the kind of the 3 to 5% range. Yeah. We're now growing at, a, at about a 9 to 10% clip. Nine of our top 30 wins in the quarter were in water. Uh, and, you know, with the, with the announcement yesterday of the uh, replacement of all lead pipe in the U.S. Uh, by the EPA, uh, that, that has Jacobs written all over it. Well, let's talk about that. That's a must, right? You can't. must. There's, they, nobody can say, listen, I don't want to do that. It's built-in business for you. No one else really knows how to do that business. We, we, are, we are one of a very few, and we're the largest and most diverse. I love that. Now, okay, so let's talk government. What is a good uh, analog? What's a, what, what's a comp there? Uh, any publicly traded company now? Absolutely. Uh, Lidos. Whoa. CACI. Uh, got uh, Booz Allen. Uh, these are all government services. Those are all winning place. stocks, you know. They are winning stocks. They're winning and, stocks. Uh, hence the excitement around the, uh, the merged entity. Okay, so let's talk about the noise in the quarter. Yeah. I mean, people felt that the quarter wasn't the earnings that they were looking for. But the fact is there is some, uh, no- some actual noise in trying to do all this. Yeah. Jim, you, you talked about the 12 cents. If you break yeah, down the 12 cents, seven of, those, of that 12 cents, six and a half, was tax new tax legislation in, uh, in the U.K. And so we do our end-of-the-year true-up. Uh, there was a tax component that was, uh, that was in there. Three cents was the added cost because of the transition. Two cents was share count, that we were prohibited from, from buying back our stock in Q4. Right. So you know, controlling that dilution in the stock, we couldn't because we had material, non-disclosed information. <sighs> Thank you. I needed to hear that. Now, billion-dollar dividend. Yep. Where does that go? Debt repayment. Uh, and so we will have, we already have a strong balance sheet. I know. And our balance sheet is going to get stronger uh, and then return to shareholders as well. Now. Which in this credit environment, right. debt pay down is return to shareholders. Okay, let's well. go back to the heart of why I first said this is the one known. You still have a huge amount of, uh, of infrastructure investment in Jobs Act business. Will that grow? Because we still seem to be bottled up a little bit, still in Washington. We, it is growing. It is. is growing. Okay. It's just, it's it's uh, it's probably a, it's it's growing at a later time than we expected. So what I mean by that is this: it's a five-year plan. Okay. Right. Theoretically, it came out in the fall of 21. Right. Materially, it didn't really come out until 23. 22 was a lot of planning, getting back to work. So in 23, in the time frame that it's been there, we booked over a billion dollars worth of IIJA-related work. Since the time, Jim, you and I sat down in March, 600 million of it has come back. Now, uh, when you get that, do you have to then go hire other people? Because everything's more expensive now, isn't it? It, it is more expensive. But I tell you, one of the things that we're getting high levels of productivity around is our digital enablement. 
So we're using digital tools and software platforms not only to execute our work, but also enable even more innovative solutions for our clients with less people. And so it, this is this is drive. It's driving. So that's the cost optimization plan that you talk about. Cost optimization has got a component of it in, in right. that. Uh, the other is is that we're going to be a leaner company. Remember, we had a government services and an infrastructure right. business. The corporate structure that's required for two different businesses was 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 unique. Now we have a single business, leaner organization, more more deployment of of digitization of our inner work processes, but also um, what we can do for our clients. Okay, now clients. Pharmaceuticals, these GLP-1s, that's you. They need to build the business. They need to build factories. You have the Novo? We, 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 work, for, we work for the big GLP-1s. Okay, that's good enough. But and data centers, they're not done building them out. No. That's your business, too. It absolutely is. So in GLP-1, right now, it is a, it's a decent-sized component <laughs> of our life sciences business, right. which our life sciences business right now is on a double-digit growth trajectory. Okay. It has been for a while. We, we think that within 12 to 18 months, GLP-1 only, and that's not the other novel ther- therapies, oncology and right. uh, in neuroscience, will be about 30 to 40% of our overall book of business in life sciences. Well, I mean, I know it's just literally in Novo Nordisk right now. I mean, I guess the demand must be extraordinary. There's another, there's another one too, Jim, an American manufacturer. Oh, okay. Maybe right. the largest market cap right now in the... Uh, in the, in, in the pharmaceutical industry. Eli Lilly. And we love him. We love him. David Ricks has come on the show and talked about this endlessly. And we can't hear enough about it. Then finally, entertainment? What is that? Entertainment. I'm not following. Oh, uh, Cities and Places. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cities and Places Entertainment? Yeah. These are the giga projects that we do in the Middle East. Uh, Neom, Kadia, uh, and some of the larger uh, sports venues. Uh, we were the program manager for the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. We were the program manager for the Dubai Expo. And so these are some major entertainment. And they, know, they, and they can pay. They have enough money. Not there's, a worry. There's no, there's, there's no uh, uh, low point in money there. So Well played. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I'm a believer. I'm not changing my mind at all. I do think that the, because of the confusion, there's more money to be made for buying it now than when it goes back up from where it was before the quarter. Okay, that's Bob Brigatti. He's the CEO of Jacob Solution. Look, we walked through everything. You can hear my enthusiasm, and Man Money's back after the break. Coming up, pop open those umbrellas and tee up your toughest questions. Kramer takes on all comers in the lightning round. Next. And then the lightning rounds are, are you ready, Ski Daddy? Time for the lightning round. Curtis, I'm start with Ashish in Texas. Ashish. Hi, Jim. Love your show. Booyah. Thank you. Booyah. I've seen you so many times on TV that even my dog, Daisy, has started to recognize you. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you about Palantir. Recently, in the last right, I saw the guy there. One of their people was on later today uh, on TV. I, I like these guys. They still hate me. I like them. I come in peace, Palantir. I like you. Okay, let's go to Jay in North Carolina. Jay. Hi, Jim. This is Jay. I've, What's going I've on? I've been following you from Cutlawn Kramer Day. Well, okay. And how can I help, Jay? What's up? Uh, I want to find out about train technology. Oh, I like trains so much. Oh, my God. They have just 
That stock is actually only $1 and a half away from its 52 all-time high, and I still like it, even up here. Now we're going to Lachlan in California. Lachlan. Booyah. Oh, How's it going? Booyah. Going well. How about you? Well, I, I'm doing fine. I was just interested in what do you think Walmart is going to do. Man, that stock goes down every day. You know why? Because it used to go up every day. I think this is a good level to start buying Walmart. I think the quarter wasn't nearly as bad. They are keeping prices lower. But Costco is better. I have to admit, and I love shopping my Walmart with my daughter, but Costco with the wife, two thumbs up. Let's go to Jamie in New York. Jamie. Hey, Kramer. Please call me Diggs. I'm a long-term investor uh, in Immunity Bio, ticker symbol IBRX. Uh, they have uh, a BLA for their Anctiva, which is for treatment of BCG, unresponsive, non-muscle invasive bladder cancer. Uh, the FDA has already given a PDUSA date, April 23rd. I'm buying as many shares as I can without well, I mean, my wife. Now, this is a company that's losing a lot of money. It's a company that if they don't get the approval that you want, it could be dangerous. As long as you accept the risk, then I'm fine. But it's a very risky stock and a very difficult cancer. Okay, let's go to Rob in Maryland. Rob. Rob, you can speak to me. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. You're up. Hey, Jim Bell. want to say thanks for all you do to help us little guys out. You're a saint. I don't care what the ah. people say about you. Ah. Why? Is someone saying something bad? I never heard a bad word. Anyone say no, anything bad about all, me? Man. No, top. I mean, maybe someone who likes the Giants and Cowboy fans. You know, those guys. That's the only exactly. ones I ever heard. I never heard no bad stuff. What's up? Yeah, well, listen, man, I'm thinking about backing up the truck on this one, Jim, so I want you to really dig deep. This is on the heels of your REIT ramp from last night. Okay. It's Ellington, Ellington Financial, EFC. They okay, I've known e these guys for a long time. The problem is, Rob, I don't know what they own. And that it's a mortgage finance company, and those have been very difficult to own. I'm going to have to be a little more circumspect than you are. I'm sorry. Thank you for the kind words. And all the people who love me, I love you right back. Let's go to Craig in California. Craig. Booyah, I am ready, Ski Daddy. Do not quit your day job, my friend. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been looking at this stock here for a while on and off. Uh, sports, the single-digit P.E., decent div. Uh, got a peg ratio and price to book under one. Uh, is this stock ready to take off from here, Air Lease Corp? AL? Uh, I like Air Lease Corp, but i got to tell you, if you like Air Lease, you're going to love Boeing. I give you Boeing. I think you'll do fine. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the conclusion of the... Lightning Round! <laughs> the Lightning Round is sponsored by Charles Schwab. One after another, it's beginning to dawn on us. The holiday season has started not with a whimper, but with an incredible bang! It's something I've never seen before, actually. Customers are spending at a pace that few retailers anticipated, and it's happening in real time much faster than we thought. Consider the case of PVH, which is really Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein, two premium brands that have struggled over the last few years, along with other things apparel. PVH reported Wednesday night things did look grim. The company previously projected revenues up 3 to 4% this year. Now it's looking like 1%. Management said they could earn $3.45 per share in the fourth quarter, the money quarter, when Wall Street was looking for 3.51. Initially, the stock was looking down 6%. 
just a terrible outcome, despite what looked to be a very strong turnaround led by Stefan Larson. He's a great merchant. I know, I was caught unaware. When I was on air and saw the numbers from the night before and the stock indication, I figured, forget about it. But then on the cops call that was held yesterday morning, Stefan Larson said what no one expected. I'm going to quote him. We just came out of the, the important Thanksgiving and Black Friday week, one of the key consumer moments through the holidays period. And I am pleased to share that in both North America and Europe, we beat our growth plans versus last year and delivered a strong start to the holiday season. Yes. Inventory, the most important fulcrum of retail, too much is deadly, too little to sin, was, quote, in great shape, down 90% for the end of the quarter. PVH has a fantastic setup headed into Christmas. It is a... Bye, bye, bye. Next thing you know, the stock's up more than 6% and racing the climb for the night before. They gained another 1.8% today for good measure. Then, after the close last night, Ulta Beauty, long a Kramer fave, reported. Now, this one had indeed become a battle rap. With some analysts pushing it, others downgrading it. That usually means it's right for the shorting. The numbers came out good, not spectacular, but then the cops call began. And CEO Dave Kimball, whom you know I like, said, quote, a holiday season is off to a strong start. No hesitation about how Christmas might be. The company expects strong, massive prestige sales and is confident about how this key fourth quarter will go because they say they're not, quote, irrationally promotional, end quote, something men in the analysts actually thought would happen. They figured Ulta would need more discounts because after a strong lift from COVID, they thought this industry would return to the cutthroat world of 2019. No dice. Instead, the stock roared up nearly 50 points on the news. And guess what? It might not be done. What else? Earlier in the week, we heard from one of the most heavily shorted stocks out there, totally left for dead, Foot Locker, which the Chapel Trust owns. The headline numbers seemed as weak as most of the bears expected. And then Mary Dillon, the turnaround CEO, artist, dropped the bullish bomb. Quote, over the Thanksgiving weekend period, we saw solid traffic, end quote. In fact, she said they saw, quote, nice gains in ticket and basket size as our customers willing to pay full price when the product is new, compelling, and the trend is right, end quote. Foot Locker had been crushed by highly promotional pricing needed to clear excess inventory. Not this time. The stock, which, is, which I said, uh, I told investors, who, you know, people who are in the investing club, I feel it pretty good. Well, it shocked me. It rocketed 16% response, and it keeps going higher. Hey, let me give you another one. Victoria's Secret, a company that few people even think about anymore because it's such an also ran. The numbers look disappointing. But then Martin Waters, the CEO, starts the call with, quote, in North America, both in stores and online, the November sales and margin results was, and I quote, the best monthly performance in two years. Okay, one apparel company having a strong holiday could be an outlier. Two, no, a massive prestige cosmetics company, a flagging shoe store chain. This is extraordinary, people. It's the best I have heard in years. Now, lots of people jumped the gun on the holiday season after Cyber Monday. Yeah, it seems strong. But now we know what's really going on, and the news is very, very, very good. The consumer isn't cash-strapped. The consumer's healthy. I think it's not too early to reach a conclusion. We may, once again, be seeing growth without inflation. That means a business-as-usual holiday quarter, which frankly feels incredibly unusual and very positive. Yep, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and the news from the most important front retail indicates it's the most wonderful time of the year for business, not to mention the most beaten-down stocks in the entire market, the ones that are spring-loaded and can rally even beyond what we saw this glorious week. I'd like to say there's always a bull market somewhere. I promise you I can find it just for you right here on Man Money. I'm Jim Cramer. See you Monday. Last call starts now. 
All opinions expressed by Jim Cramer on this podcast are solely Cramer's opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by Cramer on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Jim Cramer as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Cramer's opinions are based upon information he considers reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warn its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Mad Money Disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash disclaimer. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.